0: Hello, everyone. This is David Douthit. This is Molly Douthit, And welcome to More Than Hearing, a podcast to encourage preachers to use multiple intelligences in sermons and worship leadership, because there are plenty of ways to reach someone's soul.
1: Today we are covering Word and Body Smart for the lectionary selections for the fifth Sunday in Easter Year C. In John, Jesus commands his disciples to love one another. In Acts, Peter explains why he entered a Gentile's house. The New Jerusalem descends from heaven in Revelation, and the psalm is all about praise. We're on vacation and on the road, but still bringing you some multiple intelligence souvenirs.
0: This podcast is based on Dr. Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. Dr. Gardner suggests that there are multiple ways to learn, process, remember, and understand our world. Each week, centered on the weekly readings for the Revised Common Lectionary, we develop illustrations and special effects using various smarts based on Dr. Gardner's identified intelligences. Over the course of four weeks, we will cover Word Smart, Eye Smart, Math Smart, Body Smart, Music Smart, Nature Smart, People Smart, and Self Smart. You can read more about Dr. Gardner's work by clicking on the link at the top of our webpage, morethanhearing.org.
1: Join us as we explore ways these intelligences can be utilized for a deeper appreciation of God's Word. Then, we encourage you to try it for yourself. Anytime time and any way we can make use of the different smarts, we give people greater access to the Word of God so they can acquire it, process it, and internalize it in ways that make sense to them. Let's get started.
0: Well, hello everybody, and welcome to the show. Uh, if this is your first time, this is a little odd because we're out of town and away from the studio. So uh, we're doing uh, a remote location. We are, we are indeed, and um, we are looking at the text for Easter five. And I'm doing Body Smart this week, and Molly is doing Word Smart. So, uh, if you want to see more about what these two smarts are about, or all the rest of the smarts, then be sure and check out our website, morethanhearing.org, and uh, look at the resources page and the Dr. Gardner's work page, and learn more about it.
1: And what we did three years ago for this passage.
0: Right, yes. the Our uh, episode for Year C, Easter 5. 2016 is also available there at the website. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm, as I said, I'm doing body smart and that is also known as bodily kinesthetic intelligence. It's an expression of awareness of one's own body and physical sensations. Um, it makes use of movement and physical manipulation of objects for both data input and processing as it were, so to, to experience the world and then to express one's uh, thoughts to the world. So exercise, dance, crafts, balance, dexterity, strength, flexibility, these are all uh, just a few of the ways, actually, the body smart people process and express. We're thinking for this, uh, for our next few weeks, we're going to uh, think a little bit about how Jesus used the smarts. And so Jesus made a lot of use of body smart through touch. In particular, he touched lots of people, many of whom probably were hungry for human contact, like the sick, the lame, the blind, even lepers. And he walked everywhere, of course, even out to the boat that was on the <laughs> sea. Uh, and uh, yes, he did. when he spoke of his passion, He didn't spare the details about what was going to happen to his body. And in the Last Supper, he equated the bread with his body, holding, lifting, breaking, and distributing it. Hmm. And perhaps having been influenced as the son of a carpenter, Jesus knew how to work with his hands, and that made him a body-smart, aware person.
1: All right, well, I'm looking at word smart. And uh, to think of it in terms of how Jesus uh, expressed it, Jesus utilized word smart throughout his ministry. He taught, preached throughout Galilee and into Jerusalem. If you have a red-letter Bible, there are sections, especially in the Gospel of John, that seem to just bleed. <laughs> his words to love one another, to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself, those words are the foundation of his curriculum to us. He also often referred to the Hebrew scriptures to help his disciples understand what they meant in new ways. Um, to utilize Wordsmart, the traditional Wordsmart format in worship is the sermon. Wordsmart can also be utilized in scripture readings and other types of proclamation. Keywords of your sermon or the scripture passage might be projected onto your walls or written on newsprint and posted. Are you preaching from the prophets? Make some protest signs and maybe enlist some people to hold them up as chant slogans pertinent to the word of the Lord for that day. Have you ever had anyone give testimony to God's activity in their lives? Word smart could be put to powerful effect in this way. So, there's some examples of how Jesus used these two smarts and some examples as to what they are and how they might be used in worship.
0: Okay, great. Well, let's take a look at the passages for this week. The gospel lesson for Year C, Easter Five, is John thirteen verses thirty-one to thirty-five. Brief little passage here. Jesus uh, says, "Now the Son of Man has been glorified." This takes place in Jer- Jerusalem, I believe, at the uh, yes. fe- at the festival, and uh, God has been glorified in Him. And so it's uh, one of those Johannine loops there of. Uh, interlocking Jesus and the Father. Mm -hmm. Uh, God glorifying God's self in in the Son and the Son being glorified in the Father. And uh, then he goes on, I'm only with you a little longer. You'll look for me and you won't be able to go where I am going. So I give you a new commandment to love one another just as I have loved you. So, all right. Um, for Body Smart, I was looking at verses the first couple verses, thirty-one and thirty-two, uh, about the Son of Man being glorified and uh, uh, God glorifying Godself in Him. So I, I thought about a runway model showing off the work of a great designer. Mm-hmm. The clothes accentuate the model. And the model shows off the beauty of the clothes or, you know, whatever. <laughs> well,
1: usually, yeah, there are some uh, runway shows things that are like, what the heck that, is that? that, that? a
0: little over the top, but yeah. yeah um, so the, I mean, the hoot couture or whatever It's <laughs> kind of weird sometimes, but a, as you move down the scale, it becomes yeah. a little more practical yeah, anyway. Yeah. But anyway, the, the, the idea of the, uh, uh, interweaving of the work of the designer plus the work of the model.
1: Making uh, one whole making thing. Making
0: one whole yeah. beautiful thing. And that's cool. that's kind of what I was going for. Uh, it's got some iSmart element, yeah. of course, because you're you're looking at the clothes and such, but the the movement right. Right. And, and the covering of the body is is what I was thinking. I have a link to uh, a video of ten runway models uh, to Kind of illustrate the illustration. Right? So <laughs> you might just pick one, uh, like pick the last one, and if you wanted to show that, mm-hmm. you know that I wouldn't show the whole thing. It's like six minutes or something. Mm. But uh, the the last model actually, she's really good, and okay. So you could take uh, show that and uh, get a sense for it. Uh, another way to do that as a special effect would be to do a little modeling yourself or to Ooh. get somebody else. But, you know, walk the chancel and, and maybe up and down the aisle and really work it, you know, and show off that pulpit gown uh, with some attitude. <laughs> yeah. um, it, if clothes can affect our presentation that much, then... What about being clothed with Christ?
1: Yeah, and if you still have if, if you still have your big great, your Christ t shirt, that would be yeah. You know, I you, use mine as PJs now, so I can't really do yeah.
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't survive the wash. Really. No but no. Um, yeah, so uh, that that's from a previous episode oh, a couple from like, of years ago, Yeah. Uh, get a super extra 4XL t-shirt or something and mm-hmm. write Christ on it.
1: And talk about being and, clothed in Christ.
0: Clothed right. in Christ. So just pull it. You know, those are big enough. You could probably pull it over your gown. Uh, so one last thought is uh, to think of a time when the clothes you wore made you feel glorious,
1: hmm.
0: whether fancy or smart or sexy or powerful. Clothes can definitely affect our self-perception and our self-presentation. So again, then uh, uh, tie that in with your being clothed in Christ and showing the glory of God.
1: Okay, for Word Smart, I was struck by the fact that John used the word glory or glorified five times mm-hmm. in these uh, four verses. So it got me to thinking, what does the word glory mean? And so I went to... This is a very word smart kind of thing. So I went to... Uh, well, that's good, because that's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, and it's a transitive verb, um, which means that if you use the word glorified, um, it, it is something that is uh, made to happen unto something else. Mm. Uh, so the first definition is to make glorious by bestowing honor, praise, or admiration, And the second definition is to elevate to celestial glory. So the object, the noun, is glorified when someone points out how glorious it is. So it it could be a glorious object, I mean, Mm. in and of itself, but you don't really know that until somebody says, hey, that thing's glorious. Okay. So, I mean, there might be just this fantastic sunset happening at some point in time, but nobody, but, you know, it's just happening, but it's not determined as glorious until someone points it out and says, this is a glorious sunset. Until someone
0: perceives it. And, yes, exactly. And, and then it.
1: And declares it, right. Huh. So it may so, have so about... So when,
0: when you said the noun is glorified, the noun... Is the object. Is the object of glorification. Not right. Not that the noun is... I, what I heard you say was that glorified was the noun.
1: Oh, no. No, 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 <laughs> so, no,
0: no, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Sorry. So uh, whatever the object is, it may have value of glory, but it only becomes obvious when somebody proclaimed it to be so. So That's the cool. Greek uh, definition of doxazo is similar. It's uh, to render or esteem glorious or to ascribe weight by recognizing the real substance or value of a thing uh, is from the, um, uh, doxazo is from the word doxa, which means opinion. Hmm. So there you have it. So five times John and his op- he get uh, has Jesus present his opinion that th- he and the Father are glorified through each other. So for an illustration, think of a time when you had ac- when you had accomplished something and you really didn't give it a whole lot of consideration until somebody else came along and was enthusiastically appreciative of it. Mm. So, like, maybe Mm -hmm. you put together something, or you knit something, or you wrote something, or you sang something, or you did something, and you thought, meh, meh, I did it, it's done. And then somebody comes up to you and says, wow. Mm -hmm. Think of a time maybe when you did something and a teacher thought it was outstanding. And given that praise, you saw value in your work that you hadn't noticed before. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's cool. So going a little further on into the passage, uh, Jesus' instruction to love uh, for the disciples to love one another, Agapao, uh, that word is always defined by God, and it is defined as a discriminating affection which involves choice and selection. Mm. So loving one another isn't just you know kind of this feeling that bubbles up, it is specifically saying, I'm going to love and act in a loving way, Toward this person, mm. so there's some selection mm. and some some choice, uh, and the option of whether or not you will love one another. So I think that's what Jesus is getting at here. Is it, it, in my world, I want you to choose each other. Yeah. Cool. So uh, for a special effect, taking the definition of glorious and in Jesus' instruction in verse 34 to love one another, encourage your congregation to write a letter or have a conversation with another member who has been a positive role model of faith. Uh, If that person is still living, make contact and express your thanks for the way they have glorified God and assisted you in your discipleship. And if that person is no longer living, get in touch with their family and do the same thing. So use your words as a way to love one another and glorify God in the relationship you have with that person.
0: All right, cool. Let's go on.
1: Since we're working our way backwards through the, the lectionary selections, this is the second reading that we're doing first. <laughs> but the second but reading. It's second
0: because we did the gospel first. Right, so. right. So just <laughs> flip
1: first. everything here. So. so this is the quote, second reading for year C, East, uh, Easter five, which is from Revelation chapter 21, verses one through six. This is the beginning of the end of, uh, John's revelation. Uh, this is where he sees a new heaven and a new earth and the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. Uh, this is where he hears a voice saying the home of God is among mortals. Death will be no more mourning and crying and pain will be no more for the first things have passed away. Uh, then, uh, the one who was seated on the ro- throne said, see, I'm making all things new. It's done. I'm the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. So, it's a very glorious, going along with the word glory, mm, mm. Um, uh, glorious vision. So, being a word nerd, I, I went through and kind of um, highlighted some of the, the, the verbs and some of the things that, were, um, that sort of popped out at me. And included in that was the, the word saw, I saw. Uh, oida, that which strikes the eye, which is exposed to view, seeing, that becomes knowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, home, skene, which in Greek is tent or tabernacle. Mm-hmm. It's a dwelling that suggests maneuverability, mobility, agility, a tendency to pack up and go. It is what the presence of God was for the people in the Exodus. Mm-hmm. Uh, skene, God's presence was mobile. Right. and moved with the people so that the people would move um so this is the the home oh, okay. uh, the, the, the the dwelling place of god is with is with huma- human beings yeah. right uh wiping uh, wiping away tears uh ex exso <laughs> okay wipe Excelsior. Ex- know exalefo, which means to obliterate, which Mm. I think is interesting because that sounds a lot more violent than simply (laughs) wiping (laughs) something away. It's also to whitewash, to smooth out, to cancel, to completely remove. Uh, So that's in in terms of obliterating that way, of of completely taking something away. Um, And then three the the three words um, that are in the midst of... uh, Verses three through four. Um mourning, crying, and pain. Mourning is essentially grief, crying, shouting or clamor, shrieking against one another.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah. So the 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 crying is not the crying of grief, the crying is the crying out, the the, the loud outbursts. Mm. Um and pain is ponos, uh labor, toil, distress, suffering. So it's not just, you know, the pain of grief. I think the word mourning in that list kind of bleeds over into the other two. So you think, oh, because this is the one that's always read at funerals. Right, yeah. But this is much different. If you, grief, mourning, okay, yeah, we get that. Crying out in anger or in uh, conflict with one another and pain, labor, toil, distress, suffering. That's very different. That has a more kind of uh, overarching existence as opposed to the pain of, of having lost somebody. This is sort of a day-to-day sort of suffering. And then sitting, kathemai, which is to reside or to remain, mm-hmm. which is a little different from that tabernacle moving about. Okay, so illustrations. Visions, especially prophetic ones, are highly personal. They come to one individual and supply meaning and purpose for that person. When they are shared with others, they will not be comprehended exactly as the original recipient comprehends. It just can't be. It's like sharing eyeglasses. Mm. So this is an illustration of how these visions work. It's like sharing eyeglasses. The prescription fits you, but not your friend or not your spouse. In fact, it could make them dizzy or nauseous Mm -hmm. because of the different perception. So John's vision fit the group to whom he wrote and it is best read through those lenses.
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: but this vision so that's of.
0: That's pretty eye smart.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is eye smart, but it's also word smart in that um, uh, that's how it, it has to be conveyed through translation. Okay. Uh, where this vision of a new heaven and, and, and earth and the incarnate one seated firmly in a position of authority works for us is in the way that we are those who mourn or cry out and labor in distress. So, if you're going to look at those particular things, focus the lens on these things in your community and find hope and courage for your situation. So, use use the God glasses.
0: Mm, right.
1: Uh, so, for a special effect, to demonstrate how our personal situation gets into the transmission of visions, play the game Telephone.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, uh, ha- have a couple people come up and I have a link to a... To the game itself, and then another link uh, at a different page for some ideas that you could use for phrases. Cool. So bring some people up and play telephone. Eat. All right. What have you got for BodySmart for this?
0: Well, I was looking at uh, verses three and four, the saying from the throne, see the home of God is among mortals, etc." Uh, that same part that you were just working, basically. So, what's the first thing you do when you see your loved ones after a very long time?
1: You give them a hug.
0: You do. You go in for the bear hug, right? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, just look at some of the videos of of parents who have been deployed overseas oh and returning home, you know, just mashing hugs, and even the dog wants a hug, <laughs> you know? So, that, that feels like what's going on here, uh, uh, that that's the kind of meeting that God and mortals will finally have in the hmm. New Jerusalem.
1: Oh, that's cool. I like that. It's um, cool, neat image.
0: Yeah. So then for special effect, I came up with this idea of, of enacting that kind of a scene. Hmm. Um, and it started with verses 3 and 4, where you, and I was thinking, you know, if you're whoever you're sitting with in church— you know, give them a hug and maybe wipe their cheek because, you know, wiping the tears from their eyes. Yeah, don't
1: obliterate it.
0: Right. Um, th- yeah, I didn't know that part yet. <laughs> right. And and I thought, well, that's a pretty intimate thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, and that might not work for everybody uh, in the service.
1: Right. It might be too public.
0: It might. So, and, and I know we have some folks in our congregation who don't care that much for, for touching other people, mm-hmm. uh, especially in public. Right. So,
1: and they, have other people that are all over the place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So and then I thought, well, all right, maybe, um, you, you suggest this as a way that folks can, for something that they can do at home with somebody that they love and trust. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, uh, well, let's just do the whole thing. And then I thought, okay, so you could have a couple people do it up front mm-hmm. and you still get the body fe- body smart effect because uh, your brain identifies with other people's bodily movement. Right. Uh, so there's that. Or uh, do that and or give these instructions to do everybody and they can do it at home later. So okay. I came up with a list of basically interpretive movement for each of the six verses. Would you like to hear them? Sure. Okay. So verse one, uh, look up, raise your hands right, then left, and then hands sweeping down, right, then left. And so that's the new heaven, heaven and new earth, earth and, and the, old, an old. the old heaven and old earth had passed away. Uh, verse two which is uh, the seeing holy city. the holy city coming down like a bride. Walk toward each other, reach out to each other, taking each other's hands like a bride and groom on the processional, at the end of the processional, at a wedding. Okay. Uh, verse three, share a hug. Verse four, wipe each other's cheek with a finger,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not obliterating them, that <laughs> just gentle wiping. Uh, verse five is, uh, see, I'm making all things new. So this would be making broad sweeping hand motions mm-hmm. right and left, uh, like Vanna showing off a new car.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Except she, well, yeah, I guess she does do that, doesn't she?
0: Well, she doesn't do as much of it as she used to, I think. Yeah. because uh, they're, they're not as price heavy as,
1: as they used to be.
0: Anyway, um, then verse six, it is done. I'm the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Um, and to the thirsty I give the water of, from the spring of life. So uh, raise a glass in toast hmm. to God and then drink. And if it seems appropriate with the person you're doing it with, do that interlocking arm thing that people do at weddings. So uh, interpretive movement uh, for for public presentation or for home or both.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's go on.
0: The psalm for year C, Easter 5, is Psalm 148. It is one of the psalms of praise right at the end of the book of psalms, of course, and it is uh, a litany of sorts. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, all sorts of different folks. So It kind uh, of
1: sort of mirrors the story of creation. It starts out in the heavens, the sun and the moon, the stars, waters above the heavens, and then it comes down to uh, the earth, uh, sea monsters in the deeps, fire, hail, snow, frost, mountains, fruit trees, wild animals, earth, and all the people. So it just kind of follows the, the days of creation, it Genesis.
0: It does indeed. So um, since we're on vacation, we haven't really finished our preparations. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we're just going to wing in it here on the psalm. So uh, it it has a lot of opportunity for body smart participation with with the phrase "Praise Him, Praise God, Praise the Lord." Uh, you can invite people to do that bodily, uh, doing a wave or standing up and or waving their arms or or. Anything like that, uh, you could also do interpretive movement for all the different characters that are called on to praise God, and uh, have somebody up front doing that interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what was what was the thing that you were saying for kind of both?
1: Um. Well. The uh, the word praise in Hebrew is halal, which means to shine. So, um, uh, or, or if, if
0: you you can make a big poster that with the words praise, praise the Lord, mm-hmm. uh. and.
1: Have somebody hold that up every time, or yeah. uh, I, I I'm I'm not sure what the the word shine in sign language is, but you could learn that, and every time is it just sort of like uh, I think it's jazz, jazz hands, hands. It's okay? I, I uh, so we'll find out what that is, and then encourage people as that word comes up as this is read. This is a body and word smart, so they're listening yeah. for the word praise, and then they in their bodies they are. Uh, doing the word. So, yeah. and, and it shows up, oh my gosh, so many so times. So many times. Um, as you get on down toward verses 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, um, you could continue with, the, with the idea of, uh, sign language for, uh, earth, sea monsters, fire, hail, snow, frost, storms, Mountains, fruit trees, or trees, animals, birds. Uh, ha- have somebody up front doing those, and then mm-hmm. have people mirror them as they're doing it. Yeah. So continuing on with a combination word body smart, um, I a uh, special effect there. Um. So that could be interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, yeah, there it is. That's your song. Play around. <laughs> have fun. Let's go on.
1: Alright, the first reading, which we're again doing second because we're going backwards, uh, for year C Easter five is from Acts chapter 11 verses one through 18. This is after Peter has had his experience with Cornelius in Joppa. And so, uh, some of the, as this says here, circumcised believers are a little upset with him. And they want to know why did you go in with these people and eat with them? Because you know that's just not done. It is not not at all. So Peter has to backtrack a little bit and explain why he did this. And so in uh, in in this particular in these verses, he tells them. He and he it even says in verse four, he begins to explain it to them step by step, yeah. saying, "This is what happened."
0: He basically goes through the whole story from from chapter ten. All over again.
1: Right, right, very quickly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, by the time we get to the end of him saying... Uh if if God then gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? Which is a great question and one that we should always ask ourselves. Yes. Frequently, I think. <laughs> um, so then at verse 18, when they heard this, they were silenced and they be praised God saying, then God has given even to the Gentiles the repentance that leads to life. So there's a lot of... Um, drama that happens in that there's a great mm-hmm. deal. Uh, if you haven't already done the people smart drama thing of doing this story, you could do it here and and have some or a, uh, have a narrator or a reader's theater, a narrator, somebody reading this out and people acting out what happened., yeah. so there's kind of some body smart there. There you go. Um, but the thing that made me that that kind of caught my attention was this the hearing and the telling. So mm-hmm. the uncircumcised believers heard something, and they're challenging Peter on it. And now he has to retell it as a way to defend himself. Uh, uh, He has to convince them that he hasn't gone off the rails. So that made me think about um, other times where people have to write, write or present an argument for something that has happened that seems a little, whoa, out there, which got me to thinking about the United States Declaration of Independence. Okay, which we read every year on the fourth of July is just kind of this rote sort of thing and rah 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 way flag sorts of things. But this was a radical document in its day. It was people who were British citizens living on a different continent who were essentially committing treason. They were throwing overthrowing the crown. They were saying we want no part of this anymore. And in the in the Declaration of Independence, they list out the reasons why. They mm-hmm. no, want no want no part of, of mad King George III any longer. Um, and, and they give specific reasons. Right. This is what he did. This is what he did. This is what he did. And we are free men, and we're not going to stand for that. Mm-hmm. And so they declare themselves independent, and then we have a big war and everything. So uh, So that got me into thinking about that, that uh, this is sort of what Peter is doing step by step, logically going through what happened, and why he did such a radical thing, and why these these guys should chill. Mm-hmm. So, there you go.
0: Cool. Uh, the only thing I came up with uh, for this is basically it's connected with that. It's the physicality of storytelling.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, for bring, sure. I can people. see Peter standing there, yeah. <laughs>
0: right, yeah. I mean, so in the telling of the story – Maybe not full blown interpretive movement, you know, like liturgical dance kind of thing. But but in you know when you have a a storyteller
1: who's really good at who's really
0: good at it, you know they 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 move move and and uh, facial
1: expressions, yeah, vocal inclin in in, intonation and things, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, They bring you into it. As I'm thinking about it, when I was in junior high school, I was in an oratorical contest. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we all wrote our our essays basically on the topic, and then our our coach, Mrs. Maffey, who at the time I thought was already probably 103, but I'm sure she was probably, she was probably only
1: in her 30s.
0: <laughs> no, she she was older than that. But, oh, okay, but, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, she coached us, and and so we would go through and on each sentence basically come up with some hand gesture mm. uh, or facial expression scripted in
1: uh-huh to, so that and
0: and uh
1: this is true because it, it if you can you can tell particularly in worship, when it comes to time to read the scripture, the people who are good storytellers, the people who really know how to engage somebody with their words and what they're trying to tell you, they use a lot of gestures, they use a lot of intonation, they actually look up and engage the congregation, Mm -hmm. whereas people who are not as gifted with that or don't place as much value on that.
0: Or haven't had or haven't had the ex-
1: experience, right? Or instruction or the training in it. They kind of read a little monotone and it just sort of goes like this, and then it's over with.
0: Yeah, they're focusing on the text mm-hmm. instead of focusing on the listeners.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so just, I'm thinking about you know like Will Rogers or someone like mm-hmm. that, uh, uh, who would have told stories and just bring people. Yeah.
1: Stand up comedians. I I, yeah. I, I, as you were talking about that, I was thinking of Craig Ferguson and the time we went to go see him. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and he the, essentially his entire one and a half hour show was the setup for a joke that he told at the end. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for an hour and a half, he talked and yeah. paced the stage and he was very expressive and emotive, and then told that story, the golf joke at the end right, of yeah. it. <laughs>
0: So uh, uh, yeah, a, a lot of uh, a lot of the big name comedians make use of uh, the space mm-hmm. with their bodies. And uh, Robin Williams was good. at Robin that, Robin Williams was excellent with that. Um, what's what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, I can uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah, uh, he's he's very good at that too. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see if we can maybe uh, put in some some links for, for the listeners' benefit. <laughs> it, it, you have to uh, the, the material itself may not be appropriate for <laughs> uh,
1: you. think.
0: But uh, anyway. Okay, so um, I think that's I
1: think that's, that's, that's about it. it.
0: Well, that's our podcast for today. Please ask questions or leave us a comment on our website www.morethanhearing.org or facebook.com slash hearing or tweet us at more-than-hearing, or email us at connect at more than hearingorg If you tried any of these suggestions, or maybe got an idea you like better than ours, please let us know what you did and how it went. We'd love to hear how using this theory has made a difference in your preaching and worship.
1: Remember to check out the show notes, worksheets, links, and resources at our website, they go hand in glove with the podcast and give you lots more material to work with. Don't forget to subscribe using the links on the website for iTunes, Google Play, Android, or good old RSS, or point your podcatching software at morethanhearing.org feed podcast. Help others find us more easily by writing a review at the iTunes store. And of course, you can share the show with your friends and colleagues. We'll be back with another episode next week. In the meantime, stay subscribed and be smart.
0: good production let's go on no we're not going on we're done
1: i know but we didn't say that in any of those yeah we did we did i did you did oh okay i don't think i did
0: (laughs) okay did you you need me to say that say it again
1: let's go on